What is the first step in understanding the home buying process? Understanding the vocabulary and the real estate jargon that is going to be coming at you like you jumped into a portal and ended up in another dimension where they speak a completely different language. Sure, they all look like regular humans, you know, regular people from your area that just speak your language, but man, it does not feel like it. Terms and definitions, the letter Q. Let's do this. Ho, 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 homies. What is up? It's David Sedoni. I'm the host, and I'll be breaking down the vocab, all the important words that you need to know for buying a home. I'm doing this glossary style for you. Now, there's not a lot of cues, so it's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but there's going to be some very important lessons in this one, so pay close attention. Look, as a matter of fact, I know a lot of you people out there listen to this when you're at the gym, so take it from me. 52-year-old former athlete who was even a professional dancer for a little bit in the 1990s. Yeah, didn't know that, did ya? It's a short episode, so if you're using this as your gym episode, use this as your stretch period. Don't skimp on the stretching unless you want to look like I do now walking down the stairs every single morning. It ain't pretty. Q, not just a James Bond character. Our first cue today is qualified mortgage. First, I'll give you the Google definition. This is your basic Webster straight up. A qualified mortgage is a category of loans that have certain more stable features that help make them more likely that you'll be able to afford your loan. Okay, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you hear people say the term unpack something. Used to be cool. Now it's kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. But I'm going to unpack this because there's a lot to unpack in this one. Okay, this is a term that came about as a protector. Came after the last Savage Housing crash. If you've been following anything, you have heard about 2008 to 2011. Lots of people have horror stories. One of the big things you probably hear people freak out about if they got caught up in that is you hear about subprime loans. The qualified mortgages, that's a major factor in eliminating lenders being able to give out those subprime loans like candy. And this is why the next correction that we're facing in housing is going to be just that, a correction, not a crash. You know, all those things that people talk about when they talk about the great housing crash of 2008 to 2011, that was pre these hardcore, much more stringent qualified mortgages. So this is a good term for you. See, back in the old days, the banks got greedy because Wall Street got even more greedy. I mean, psychotically greedy. And they started rating any crappy loan as A+. So the banks just started giving totally unqualified buyers loans. Now, did people all over the United States and Canada take advantage of this without really understanding the risk? Uh, yeah. I mean, all you have to do is look at how in debt most people in North America are. With crazy high interest rate credit cards, doesn't matter. Put it on the card. It's been a mantra for the middle class for years. So part of the fallout of the housing crash was the government had to step in and start making the credit card companies actually show you on your statement how much you would pay if you just paid the minimums for the rest of your life. Yeah, did you know that? That happened because of the housing crash. 
So all this created a huge change in the industry. I mean, a gigantor change. It was the way that lenders and banks are now regulated with these qualified mortgages, also known as QM loans. You're supposed to be more protected with more information. And the rules to actually give people approvals for loans, they're much, much more stringent when you're applying for a mortgage now than it was pre-crash. Now, look, if you're one of my peeps out there and you're an uber real estate financial nerd, well, then that means you've probably heard the term non-QM loans. Yeah, it's a new term that's being thrown around right now. And it's starting to put some of the super nerdy people who follow this stuff into a super panic. People say, oh, here we go again. Greed taking over. Subprime is back just with a new name. So I get it. I understand why there's a derogatory stigma attached to this potentially happening all over again. Nobody wants that. So yes, in some ways, non-QM loans, that's the substitute term for subprime loans. And that term or this new replacement term, a non-QM loan, well, it's going to scare the pants off of anybody who knows their history. Watch the big short if you haven't. See, before the Great Recession of 2008, mortgage lenders had far more flexibility to extend home loans to people with, well, let's just say less desirable qualifications. Think low credit scores, high levels of debt, and sometimes even non-existent incomes. I know it sounds crazy, but unverified income and you could get a home loan because the Wall Street gang was falsely inflating the rating on any loan because someone thought, oh, housing's been going up and that's going to keep going forever, right? It never goes down. Genius. Genius move, gang. But the reason I feel more comfortable this time around as we sink into the latest recession, since qualified mortgages have been the norm for over a decade, a decade that saw serious growth for all new buyers since 2012, so thanks to everybody freaking out about it and the government actually coming in and changing things. Yeah, government overwatch actually helped to change the lending rules. Now, for those of you hardcore financial nerds who cringe when I say government overwatch, chill just a little bit. I like government protection and regulations on subprime lending, and you should too. Now, as far as other government monetary and fiscal policies that printed money and let this most recent run-up go unchecked without a pressure release, well, that's another story. I ain't down with that. But when it comes to regulating the out-of-control predatory lending, cool. So understanding all of that, understanding how people got their loans to where we are right now, that matters to you because... As you look where we are right now, where we're probably going to be going, it should be some changes in your big picture strategies because buying a home is not all location, location, location. It's much more planning options and then timing, 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 and then location. Know the history and you can make better choices for you and your family's best strategies. Whoa, tangent alert, tangent alert. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Qualified and non-qualified mortgages. So non-QMs used to be called subprime. 500 credit scores mounting a debt. You simply told them verbally what your income was. No verification. Seriously, gang, nobody saw the flaw in that. 
Yeah. Those greedy people, their sweet plan they had in place was that in return for approving these mortgages for these folks, the lenders would attach higher interest rates to the loans, and that would mean everyone was going to work out fine. Nice move, morons. Well, that collapsed. Congress enacted those sweeping changes to a wide variety of industries. And some of the things that played a role in that financial crisis, adjustment and fixing period, were the Frank Dodd Act, which led to the creation of the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and the CFPB in turn established all those rules to prevent consumers from taking out those subprime mortgages they can't afford. This was the birth of qualified mortgages and something called the ability to repay qualified mortgage rule. For those of you playing at home, that's the ATR slash QM rule. Acronyms. That states that a lender must make a good faith determination about a borrower's ability to repay the loan before extending a residential mortgage. Once again, really, we had to make this a rule? So now that includes that they have to do the things that you should have done in the first place, checking your bank statements, your employment status, checking your revolving debt, and much, much more. And again, really. And again, Congress had to step in 10 years ago, 12 years ago, to make sure that the banks were only loaning to people that had the ability to repay their loans. Seriously. The rule is called ability to repay, ATR. Like, that wasn't a prerequisite for years anyway. So technically, the mortgages over the last decade or so have put us in a situation where we're not going to have housing be the demise of our economy. Now, this is definitely not to say that this has anything to do with uh, rising high inflation or the economy in general just taking a nosedive, maybe not just here in North America, but maybe globally. But housing is not going to be the impetus or the driving force this time. So expect more of a traditional housing slowdown versus the housing meltdown that happened the last time the prices took off like this. Because likely the economy in general is going to be the one that's going to do a little pressure release and possibly melt down. So the QM has given us more stability. And at the same time, we're seeing some non-QM loans pop up, those new subprime loans with the different name, and that's freaking people out. But that does not mean that these new non-QM loans are all bad. And that's the reason I bring it up to you, because see, the good news is nobody can just run out and get them anywhere like the candy they were giving out in the pre-crash times. But the reason it's important to you is because some lenders are still offering this new product, this non-qualified mortgages, and the reason they are is because they have looser guidelines on, for verifying income, for reviewing existing the debt, and for conducting other probing financial checks. And I know that sounds bad, and it sounds like we're going to get ourselves in the same problem we had before, and it's probably making, I don't know, some of you guys out there have your butt cheeks puckering up a little bit, and you think we're going to crash again. No, no, no. The sky is not falling right here. They're doing this for a very particular reason, because there are some cases when it does make sense for you as the borrower to use a non-QM loan for a purchase. I get a lot of questions from W-4 employees that tell me all the time these new QM rules are shutting them out and they haven't been able to buy in the last 10 years. They say, David, I'm self-employed and I can't meet the requirements to get a home loan. I get it. I understand that. So maybe you're not able to get a QM loan, but... These new non-QM loans are made just for you. And to let you know I really know what I'm talking about, uh, most realtors need to use them themselves because they're self-employed 
1099, baby. So it can be done. And the non-QM loans for this, they're not going to get you into trouble, but you need to ask and understand everything about it and get the creative solutions. If your income fluctuates pretty significantly from month to month, the uptight bean counters at the bank, they suddenly think that you are irresponsible. Now, do I agree with them? No way. But the old guard is slow to change their ways and dims the rules that you got to play by if you want to get a home loan. You're going to get some people that tell you no dice, you can't qualify for a regular QM, a regular qualified mortgage. Well, not so fast, my friend. You've got the non-QM at your disposal. They've got more flexible financial verification processes. And I know hundreds of unicorns who have been using non-QM loans to help their first-time buyers get a deal that still works for them. So don't believe the Debbie Downers, the Negative Nancys, and the Fearful Freddies. Find a pro with experience to lead you through your options. QM, non-QM. Talk to a pro. Qualifying ratios. Now, you might hear about this when they're getting the baseline for your loan approval. And our next cue, which is our final cue, because nobody likes that stupid letter, it's qualifying ratios. You might hear about this when you're getting the baseline for your loan approval, because there are two main calculations that are used when they're determining whether a borrower can qualify for a mortgage or not qualify. The first qualifying ratio is the old housing expense as a percentage of your income ratio. That's one that people use a lot. And the second one is one we've talked about a lot on the show, the DTI, your debt to income ratio. That's your total debt obligations as a percentage of your income. Important stuff to know when you're qualifying for a loan. Okay, how do we do? Y'all stretched out? Y'all warmed up? Ready to go? Ready to hit the machines or the weights? My goal is to help you avoid injury on the machines and the weights. And of course, in the home buying process. Funny how that works. To avoid problems in anything in life, you should just prepare. You can do this.